that the original machine count was in fact accurate. President Trump, however, is still unconvinced with the test. With the uh, results, his campaign released a statement saying in part, quote, this so-called hand recount mm -hmm. went exactly as we expected. We intend to pursue any and all legal options. Mm -hmm. The Biden campaign, however, thanks Georgia, saying, quote, we're grateful to the election officials, volunteers, and workers for working overtime and under unprecedented circumstances to complete this recount as the utmost form of public service. In Wisconsin, they're getting ready for a recount, too. Trump's campaign paid $3 million and filed a petition for a partial recount, and the Wisconsin Elections Commission authorized it. The recounts will happen in Milwaukee and Dane counties, and yesterday the ballots were escorted to the Milwaukee County Courthouse, where deputies will be staged 24 hours a day to monitor them. Uh, the recount must be completed and filed by Tuesday, December 1st, which is also the deadline for the Wisconsin Election Commission to verify results. And Clark, thousands of service members with post-traumatic stress disorder, or PTSD, will now have their less-than-honorable discharges reconsidered. Yeah, this is a really interesting story. It all stems from two Army veterans who sued the U.S. Army. They argued they were discharged based on minor misconduct caused by undiagnosed PTSD and other health conditions. And as a result, their discharge status prevented them from receiving military-funded health care and other benefits. Both parties, they managed to reach a settlement, and now the Army will use new criteria to reconsider thousands of discharge upgrade applications that it denied between 2011 and 2020. All right, so we all know the dangers of distracted driving, but just in case you need a reminder, check out this video from the California Highway Patrol. They shared it on Facebook as a reminder to drive responsibly, and you can see a car flying in from the left of the video just before it slams into dirt embankment. Police say the driver wasn't paying attention, but fortunately, they wow. say the driver only suffered minor injuries despite the crash looking like
virtually, so nobody will be able to uh, be in the crowds around the Groundhog and watch him do his thing in February. This guy's name is not Bill. His name is uh, Gilbert. He just wanted Island pretty good. He's battling COVID-19 in Utah. Found a unique way to thank those who helped save his life. Gilbert will help him. He was intubated and unable to speak. Tried to show his gratitude for those friends in his island. Hospital staff says, of course, Gilbert's ability to play while he was killed and always touched their hearts. Also, yeah. boosted morale. He's doing better now. Great news. After spending more than a month in the hospital, Gilbert is now in a state care facility off-site where he's expected to make a full recovery. Oh, beautiful news so, there. Yeah. And uh, to round out our One Less Than 10 today, the most beloved game show host in TV is leaving an impact far beyond entertainment. It turns out Alex Trebek, who died of cancer earlier this month, donated 62 acres of land in Hollywood back in 1998. The Trebek open space runs into the popular Runyon Canyon Park and is described by the Mountains Recreation and Conservation Authority as, quote, a sunny, well-established network of fire roads. After Alex Trebek died, the Laurel Canyon Man Trust reminded fans of the park with a tribute on Facebook. family dinner for Thanksgiving. Nearly three-fourths in the country says they plan to enjoy a meal at home, which is a significantly larger number than the 44% of people who usually just stay at home. Of those who plan to stay put, it's 56% of 18 to 34-year-olds, 73% of 35 to 54-year-olds, and 84% of those who are 55 plus. Now, despite the change of plans this year, there are still things you can do to salvage the holiday. As we just mentioned, dining virtually, definitely an option. You can also order or send food to your family so it still feels like you're helping out in the kitchen. If you're cooking, scale the menu back. If you live in a warmer climate, set up a table outside. Hey, 2020 is the year to ditch tradition and start something new. And if you can figure it out, do it with a smile or make it feel good. Maybe donate to those in need. But even if you take all of this advice, you may still have some anxiety, and you may not even know it. So we're bringing in licensed professional counselor, Dr. Shana Lewis. Dr. Lewis, very, very good to have you with us, and we're uh, thankful in advance for your help to navigate the week to come. How do uh, we check in and kind of self-assess if we maybe have anxiety or some has entered into our lives and we're just not really aware of it yet? Yeah, that's such a great topic to talk about right now. Well, first of all, you want to, like you say, check in with your with your body. Are you feeling, are you having stomach pains? Are you sleeping well? Are your, is your head hurting? Can you eat and not eat? Your body usually is going to give you signs and symptoms that, hey, something is going on. You might need to check in with yourself. And it wouldn't be abnormal right now because we're all in this really odd, different time right now. And, and if we do, if something's sort of... Uh, off the wagon, you know, abnormal. I mean, how do we intervene? And and presumably, is there, you know, I, I know sometimes these things take a minute. Do we have time to recalibrate before Thanksgiving and, and salvage the joy of the holiday? I definitely think we do. And, and there's a few steps that I want folks to think about. I think it's important right now that we 
map it out, right? Map it out. And when I say map it out, you want to first make a decision. What is it that you want to do for Thanksgiving? How do you want to spend it? Some of us, obviously, we're in this first time in the world where we may not be able to spend with family. But go ahead and decide what feels good for you and what feels safe for you. Then you want to ask for help. So let's say you do decide you're going to cook dinner, even if it's just for your family in your home. Go ahead and ask some help of your family members. Maybe you need them to help you uh, uh, cook something, clean something, organize things. Just don't try to do it all alone. And be sure you plan ahead. That's the worst thing we can do is not plan ahead and be at the last minute and you don't have groceries or you don't have the things that you need. But be purposeful about making those plans ahead. And then here's the big one, though. Intend to take care of yourself during this time. We, if we don't take care of ourselves, maybe we need to exercise, meditate, um, do some deep breathing. Maybe if you have a counselor, you need to make an appointment right now. Do things that you normally do to take care of yourself and maybe kick it up a notch. And then think outside the box. We need to be creative. We need to make sure that we're looking at all these ways that we can celebrate this holiday, even if it looks different. And be sure you create your boundaries. Everyone may not believe in the same way you believe in how to celebrate right now, but whatever you decide for yourself, make sure you communicate that with people in your world and stick to whatever it is you have decided. Dr. Gardner, you've teed up my next question, and that is just what if we're having trouble with humility in this time? I mean, everyone has said to sort of rethink your plans, and I have kind of informally surveyed some people, and, and many of them are quietly under the rug, you know, not changing much about their holiday plans despite the medical warnings. And so how can we, you know, enter into a space of, of humility and think about our families and other families, you know, in an effort to work together and, and serve the numbers? Well, here's the thing. Everyone's going to need to do what they think is best for them. Um, and so what, if you make a decision that's best for your family, don't feel guilty if your neighbor or your friend or another family member says, hey, come to my house, and you're thinking, no, I'm going to stay at home. It's okay. And so we really need to respect each other's choices right now and not um, try to make someone feel bad. Well, why aren't you coming? Respect each other's choices, and let folks do what's best and safe for them. And what happens finally, Doctor, if that doesn't, I mean, that sounds nice, but certainly some people uh, may have an adversarial response uh, when you do what you think is best for you. And so how do we deal best with others who disagree with our personal decisions or, or our approach about how to handle Thanksgiving this year? That's a great point. So here's the thing. You can agree to disagree. You ask people to uh, respect your choices. You also need to be assertive and say, hey, this is the choice that I'm making for myself. I understand. We may disagree, but 2021, we'll get back to normal. So this year, I choose to do it this way, um, and I love you anyway, so that's okay. All right. Well, look, uh, 2021, back to normal. That's a good note to end on. Dr. Shana Lewis, thank you so much for your time. Because the world is Hallmark's newest LGBTQ holiday movie is called The Christmas House, and it drops this Sunday. Several well-known stars are featured in the movie, including Mean Girls actor Jonathan Bennett. I got to talk to him about what it really means to him to finally see himself represented in a holiday movie and his message for those who may not be so welcoming to diversity. Jonathan Bennett, glad to have you with us today. I first off have to say I'm just excited that we're talking about Christmas now because we all could use some of that good holiday cheer right now. But 
Tell us about this exciting movie, The Christmas Hut. We have a little Christmas right now. We right? do. It's a great year, so I'm just so excited that we're bringing Christmas to you, and Hallmark Channel is saving Christmas. Um, we are here doing a movie called The Christmas House, which airs this Sunday on Hallmark Channel, and we are so excited to, to do it and to be a part of it. It's basically the story of two brothers, me and Robert Buckley, who come home for the holidays to save the Christmas house and do the Christmas house one last time. And the Christmas house is when we take all the furniture out of our house and replace it with decorations and turn the entire house into a winter wonderland. And so it's this amazing story of two brothers coming home to help their parents do the Christmas house one last time. And it's, it's, a fun, it's almost like I call ourselves the Griswolds of Hallmark Channel. You know, <laughs> of, of all the Hallmark movies, our family in the movie is a little, the Mitchell family, it's a little more crunchy. It's a, they're a little more uh, kind of out there and just, you know, it's, there's a lot of funny moments and there are a lot of really tender, amazing moments in the movie. I think it's the perfect balance. It's one of my favorite movies I've ever done in. Oh, awesome. Now, we, we can't dismiss the fact that this is actually huge for the Hallmark Channel, focusing on an LGBTQ holiday uh, film here. It focuses on also the, a gay couple looking to adopt their first child, right? Right. So what's so exciting is that for the first time ever, there's a main storyline on Hallmark Channel that's a gay storyline. And it's my character and his husband, Brad, in the, uh, Brad Harder, who plays my husband, Jake, in the movie. Awesome. We come home for the holidays for the Christmas house, and while we're decorating the house, we're actually waiting for the news to see if we're going to be able to adopt the baby and start our own family. And so while all the stuff is going on, we're still waiting to hear if our family's going to be able to be, you know, grow this season. Yeah. And we're, and it's, it's such a great storyline because I'm so proud of Hallmark Channel for doing this movie and for taking such care and pride in the storyline and the way they represent it. It's a huge thing for Hallmark Channel. It's a huge thing for people watching at home because, you know, representation matters. Mm -hmm. And for me to get to represent this storyline on Hallmark Channel and make history, it's such an honor. I, I'm, I'm just so proud of the network. I'm proud of everyone from Michelle Vickery and Randy Pope and Kate Renier and Robert Buckley who like helped bring this whole movie together. It's it's so important because I can just think of what younger Jonathan, you know, when, when I was young, when I was a young kid watching movies, you know, I, I never saw representation that looked like me in a Christmas movie. You know, and so yeah. to get to think of like what younger me would be thinking when he's sitting there watching this movie and sees someone that looks like him that is, you know, starting in love with, with a partner the way I wanted to be in love, to start a family the way I wanted to start a family, to see that come to life, it's so important. And I'm hoping that, you know, the younger me will be a little less scared and feel a little more seen this Christmas. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you talk about the younger you. I mean, you've come a long way from your mean girls days. Um, yeah. You were actually in a committed partnership with uh, your yep. your man, James. That's his name, right? And, yeah, um, James Vaughn. Yes, and I saw you guys bought a house together on Instagram, so congrats on that. But could this movie, you know, be a signal for a kid of your own soon, perhaps? <laughs> okay, here's what I'm going to say. Life imitates art, right? Yeah, and so yes. I was shooting a movie in Canada, and right when we went to go shoot the movie in Canada, we bought our first house together. 
And then my entire family is starting a new tradition, and they're all coming here to Palm Springs to my first house of change, wow. my first house ever, that we, we have together, and they're all going to come and watch the Christmas house on Hallmark Channel together with us in our new home and see, like, representation on screen and also be in real life, you know, with our whole family together watching it with my partner. It's, it's a really cool, weird way to, to watch the movie and also just celebrate how important it is and how important that movies like The Christmas House are being made because representation matters. And, and to see that come to life on screen is a direct correlation of what's happening in real life. So that's, that's what representation at its finest, you know? And yeah. I just think... I think what, what I love so much about this storyline with me and my my husband Jake in the movie is that while they're waiting to adopt the baby, they're going through what every couple goes through, right? There's highs, there's lows, there's everything in between. But at the end of the day, in every scene, whenever something happens that's good or bad, they always come back to each other with unconditional love. And that's what this movie is about. It's about a family who's going through the highs and lows of being a family, and uh, days and, you know, things that happen in real life. But at the end of the day, they all come back and have unconditional love for each other. It's a and that's what thing. family's all about, that's what Christmas is all about, and that's what Hallmark Channel's all about. Unconditional love. And I, I mean, there's nothing more beautiful in my eyes. Absolutely. Life comes out in full circle, right? Again, right. this is huge and LGBTQ-quality film for Hallmark Channel, but I gotta say, I mean, there's there's people out there, not everyone is happy with this plot. One Million Moms, for instance, there's uh, a petition online to find the network for doing this. So, what is your personal message to them and others who may not be so welcoming to the idea of this diverse film? You know, it's not the critics who count. You know, it's not, that's, I have no concerns if people aren't happy with the movie, because it's, that's not what we're making the movie for. We're making the movie for people to feel represented, right? And it's, it's the people that are in the arena, like Teddy Roosevelt said, like, it's not the critics that count, it's the people that are in the arena, fighting the fight, making sure people feel represented. That's who I'm concerned about, and I'm concerned about the people that are watching this movie, and that are going to feel represented for the first time. That's who, you know, who I care about. And it, and also, it's, if it's a movie you thought you might, didn't want to watch, I have an idea. Why not start watching it? <laughs> there you go. Mind blown. What if it changed, I mean, if we changed some hearts and minds yeah. while representing people that need to be represented that feel like they're a part of the Hallmark family because they are, if we change hearts and minds while doing it, well, then that's even better. Absolutely. Uh, before we let you go, what else are your plans for uh, Thanksgiving next week? And then Christmas, you say your family's coming to Palm Springs? Yeah, they're coming to Palm Springs. And we do, with Thanksgiving, we're going to do something special because it'll be our first Thanksgiving at our home. And we're going to, we have a tradition where we sometimes skip like every other year Thanksgiving. Hmm. And we do like, do non-Thanksgiving. So I think last year we ordered pizza. Or last year we ordered Chinese food. So I think this year we're going to do pizza. Right, and because we always work so hard, and everyone travels, and by the time everyone gets together, we're like, do we want to just order pizza so we can just all relax and have a good time together? <laughs> and so it started with this tradition where every other year we don't eat turkey and everything. We just that's a good idea. We have something else to order, so we don't have to do the work. Yeah. And it's summertime. And by the way, have you ever thinking of doing that? 
a fun tradition for you. Not all the time, but a fun to skip a year or two yeah. and just like, you know, take the workload off everyone. Absolutely. The most important thing for all of us though is just to, you know, be around the ones we love. So I appreciate you, Jonathan. The Christmas house airs this Sunday, November twenty second on the Hallmark Channel. Jonathan Bennett, thanks for hanging out with us today. Well, thank you so much. Actually what's possible. Instead of what's here. Other cheap crack houses run down the court. I see a way to bring five down to your room. That's why I'm in the project backboard and I'm starting with GoDaddy. How will you make your mark? Make the world you want. These folks, they don't have time to go to the post office. They have businesses to grow. Customer support too. Lives to get home to. They use stamps.com. Their discounted postage will send you letters. Any package, any time. Right from your computer. All the amazing services of the post office, only cheaper. Get our special TV offer. A four-week trial plus postage and a digital scale. Go to stamps.com slash TV and never go to the post office again. Each year, Americans waste over $21 billion by overpaying on child care. Insurance for people. Talking about women who want to have kids and start a family. Well, now they don't have to worry about losing their job as a professional soccer player because these FIFA rules will protect female players' maternity rights. This is all great news. FIFA is uh, preparing to mandate clubs to al allow at least 14 weeks of maternity leave paid at a minimum two-thirds of a player's full salary. And any club that ends a player's contract for becoming pregnant faces a possible fine and being banned from the transfer market for one year. The rules are expected to be approved by the FIFA Council next month, and it would take effect on January 1st. This Saturday, all NFL teams show that are going to be placed in what they're calling an intensive COVID-19 protocol. What does that mean? Well, the use of masks will be mandatory at all times. Here's some of the stuff. Uh, at all times, the team facilities, including during practice and the weight rooms, those are the mask rules. Meetings are going to be held virtually or in the largest indoor space that's approved by the league. Meals are going to be grab-and-go. Time spent in the locker room is also going to be limited. This stuff makes sense. So far this season, 28 teams have entered intensive protocol at some point, and 15 of them show that have done it at least more than once. Yeah, I kind of get prepared for all the regulations. Bubblish. Yes, that's right. Well, a big blow for the Golden State Warriors, unfortunately. Clay Thompson, their star guard, will miss all of next season with a torn right Achilles tendon. Uh, the injury happened during a workout on Wednesday, and then he had an MRI yesterday. Thompson actually missed all of last season after tearing his ACL and his left knee during the NBA Finals, and he spent more than a year rehabbing that injury. I mean, talk about a gut punch card. Yeah. We all are wishing Clay Thompson well. Especially now. <laughs> That's crazy. crazy. Yeah. Athletes, man. Uh, the Masters, that uh, golf tournament, it may be over, but Tiger Woods still has one Aww. tournament left this year that might feel big to him as any. He's going to play in a tournament with his 11-year-old son, Charlie, that has paired major champions with their sons since 1995. Yeah. The PNC Championship is December 19th and 20th at the Ritz in Orlando. That's going to be a cool fun. partnership. Yeah, it's going to be Yeah, super and what a beautiful family photo there. All right, let's get into some LXT now. Good. But we talk about what you're probably talking about. Yep, <laughs> two things for trending, and the first official trailer for One Night in Miami just dropped. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've been following this one. It's 
based on Kent Howard's 2015 stage play, Yes to Malcolm X and Muhammad Ali. Finally, meet us. Here's a, take a look at the trailer. You brother knew could move mountains without lifting a finger. Ask Minister Malcolm X. Good news, the chariot is coming. Hold the wagon! That's right! Jim Brown, take the ball. Your record is going to stand the test of time. If you're not familiar with this storyline, it takes place February 25th, 1964 in Miami, and the film follows Muhammad Ali on a fictional evening spent celebrating his defeat of boxing world champ Sonny Liston. He's with his buds, NFL star Jim Brown, singer Sam Cooke, and Malcolm X, mm -hmm. and the story imagines what the group might have spoken about as they emerge from the hotel room that night, ready for a new world after the win. Well, One Night in Miami is going to be released in select theaters on December 25th, and then streamed on Amazon Aww. Prime January 15th. I thought it was out already. I was going to watch it today. Okay, January 15th, we got to wait. Well, you want to go to the movie theater. But, I'd, yeah, I'd watch it. <laughs> I'm watching it at home. All right. Okay, let's talk about the play titled Thoughts of a Colored Man. It's coming to Broadway. Uh, it's about the outer and inner lives of black men set over the course of a single day in Brooklyn where seven men discuss issues like uh, gentrification, violence, racial and sexual identity, and what it means to be part of a community. The show will open whenever Broadway sees fit. All right, and a new thriller called The Wild. It's being described as a cross between Euphoria and Lost. Remember Ooh, that show? I like Lost. About a group of teen girls are stranded on a deserted island after a plane crash. There's 10 episodes coming to Amazon Prime December 11th. Lost was like mixed reviews, but I loved it. I loved Lost. Okay, but then after what, maybe season four, it Some started a little 